Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. This week, the Owl Pellets crew talks with Dr. Kurt Friedel from Virginia Tech. We talk about specific things we can do as teachers to increase our students' engagement in the classroom, in the FFA chapter, and with their SAE programs. We wrap up our conversation talking about how we as teachers can talk with our administrators, school boards, and community about the value of our programs highlighting student engagement. This podcast is full of practical tips you can use in your classrooms right away. Hey, Al Pellets, we are excited to have with us today Dr. Kurt Friedel from Virginia Tech. Dr. Friedel, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So, Kurt, as we get started here, we're going to talk about um, a very practical topic for our ag teachers and what they live every day. So, get us started. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about this, this project. Sure. Um, well, uh, I got an undergrad from Northwest Missouri State after uh, growing up in Nebraska. Went back to Nebraska to teach high school ag for four years and um, then went on to University of Florida to get my PhD and uh, spent some time at uh, LSU and then ended up here at Virginia Tech. Uh, most of my work is in uh, problem solving and critical thinking. Excellent. So th this is here, we're really looking at the relationship between what I see, at least what teachers do, and then what, what students, what happens to students afterwards, right? So kind of give yeah. us the quick and dirty on what, what you guys looked at here. Yeah, so this was a, a collaboration with the National FFA organization and the uh, high school survey of uh, student engagement. And what we're really interesting in, interested in was this idea of uh, beyond academic achievement, how do we measure if someone is actually engaged in learning, engaged in the classroom. And, and because uh, agriculture education is different from other disciplines like math, science, uh, even art and, and theater, uh, we have these FFA and SAE components. So what we did was we tried to measure uh, student engagement uh, in the classroom as well as in FFA and in, in SAEs. And um, the, the biggest uh, proponent of, of student engagement in the classroom all boils down to the teacher. Uh, whether a teacher is engaged in the classroom with the students and even 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 being able to be seen by the students, whether it's at the game or at the grocery store or wherever, um, just being noticed and, and having that, that connection with students. Um, and that is closely related to how students do well in the classroom. So what we did is uh, we did a random sample of, of uh, students and teachers and uh, all across the country and a total of about 2,100 students uh, and about 212 programs. And uh, we asked the students, uh, what are some of the activities you do in terms of being engaged in the classroom, uh, FFA and SAE. And we asked the teachers, what are the practices that you do? And we, we did a couple pilot tests in different states to make sure 
and, and we, we also looked at a lot of literature in terms of books and, and journals in terms of what are the best practices. And what we really try to do is match the best practices that, that teachers do in the ag classroom and compare that to what is engaging students overall. So I'm a teacher and I want to engage my students. What are those things? What should I be doing? Should I smile more or go to more Mexican yeah. restaurants and eat lunch so they can see me? Or Yeah, so we'll, we'll tear apart student engagement in three ways. There's behavioral engagement, emotional engagement, and cognitive engagement. Behavioral is just I'm actively participating. Uh, um, emotional engagement is my attitude towards a teacher, towards a uh, school, towards regular students. And then there's cognitive, which is um, am I actively engaging in, in higher order thinking skills? And uh, so in the classroom engagement, what we really saw was uh, having field trips were actively engaging students, uh, also assigning homework for the next day, which, you know, I, I believe I was sort of brought up old school in terms of ag ed and the SAE project was a homework and I think that does count. Um, so just actively giving assignments for the next day to be worked on. What was really interested in, um, we, we didn't see a lot of engagement with working in the laboratory. And I think we got to be careful with that finding from this paper because um, we're not measuring psychomotor skills and psychomotor skills are uh, inherently what we teach in, in the laboratory and other settings. Uh, so we just have to be a little bit careful with that. Um, with FFA engagement, it's member planning. Make sure members are planning, uh, helping plan, whether it's the banquet, the uh, helping with the trips to, to state convention. Um, sort of behind the data, I can say some of the biggest aspects of, of student engagement in FFA is wearing the FFA jacket at activities. The more people wore the FFA jacket, the, the more engaged they were, as well as um, using parliamentary procedure in, in meetings. Uh, that came out as a very um, closely related uh, factor to student engagement. If, if students are using that process in meetings at a regular basis, that improves engagement. With SAEs, it's, um, it's a little bit difficult to measure because everyone does a lot of different things, but incorporating SAE in class, um, doing record books in the classroom is important to engaging FFA. Um, not using SAE or FFA as extra credit points, but in, instead incorporating those points into um, the, the final grades is helpful. Um, and, and in terms of SAE, it's, we, 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 didn't, we just didn't look at FFA members. We looked at all ag ed students. So SAE in, in these classes that were highly engaged were taught to students whether they were FFA members or not. So SAE was, was regularly part of the curriculum. You know, and I go back to when I was a first year teacher, um, I had some advice and, and this guy who was a great mentor to me says, go do land judging. Land judging is the greatest thing you can do to engage students. And I was thinking to myself, I don't know anything about land judging. Uh, <laughs> I can't do that. And so I, I think, you know, because agriculture is so diverse, um, I couldn't get students excited about land judging because I wasn't excited about land judging, but I could get them excited about other things. So I, I think as an ag teacher, you have to be authentic and I have to, you have to teach to your strengths. And that's my biggest piece of advice from this research. We can find little nuggets here and there that definitely improve, but the more authentic and, and genuine you are in your classroom, the more students respect that and they see you getting excited about an agricultural topic and they'll get excited too. So when you look at that, you know, I wonder 
when we look at our whole program and this ideal three circle model, which I think it's great that we have this ideal version of, of how we would operate in a perfect world. We know naturally it doesn't always happen that way. I seem to kind of connect some of the three circles to each of these types of engagement, you know, in the classroom, really the, the cognitive engagement and then emotional engagement in our competitions. When you look at career development events or LDEs, whatever we call them mm-hmm. these days, um, and SAE kind of bringing in some of the social engagement. And do you, did you see any of that in this research? Yeah. Um, the, the programs that were incorporating and embracing the three circle models were the most engaged that I came out through and through. When you looked at that sort of thing, because this group, we've talked about the three circle model before. Any ideas about why you think you saw what you saw? I mean, just kind of kind of guess a little bit, or, or how, how did you see them living out all three, three aspects of it? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think it's, um, it's because we are different in agricultural education. We have a three circle model. We're, we're, we're doing the experiential learning and that gets students engaged just naturally. Um, and, and the active planning in the FFA and the SAE was definitely noticeable. Um, just, just the more, the more involvement students had on a regular basis, um, that, that just increased, uh, their participation, increase their attitudes toward, favorably towards the school, towards the teacher. Um, and uh, the SA projects, whether they were FFA members or not, uh, just having that as, as a meaningful project to, to not only um, make a little money on the side if, if they were profitable, but, but also add value to, to the skills that they were learning. So we, we jumped in here and we talked about engagement, all this kind of stuff. Maybe we should have the first comment. Why should we even care about engagement? What, what, what are we looking for there as teachers um, to do this whole thing about why is engagement even important? I mean, you talked about three different types of it, and, and I can get that, but I guess maybe that's the first question we should ask. If I'm a classroom teacher, is engagement that thing that I really should be spending my time trying to, to increase? Sure. I think part of it is this idea that we're so focused on um, achievement scores and content scores and, and we know some students just don't do well at that. Uh, and, and we get focused on uh, those scores so much that the classroom has become boring. Uh, and, and so stu- the study of student engagement is really about what are teachers doing well and how is that improving the active engagement of learning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can, uh, I think, focus more on on the process of learning and, and how people learn and, and get students engaged in learning. Uh, that's just more meaningful than just memorizing facts to do well on the next test. So I'd like to back up a little to something that you said when you answered my first question and um, about lab settings. Mm-hmm. I, and I tell this to students every year. It gets me when teachers for weeks say, Johnny, go water the greenhouse. And you said that you saw that lab settings were not associated with student engagement. And I, I would guess that that's 100% true because there are only so many days that Johnny is going to go water the greenhouse and continue to be engaged because you're right. We build psychomotor skills and, and we are developing those, but how many 
days does it take me to learn how to turn on a hose and put it over some plants? Right, right. You know, we can make the argument that there's some learning of responsibility there. There's some learning of some psychomotor skills, but yeah, you know, whether it's running the same beads with a welder or, or feeding the fish or, or, you know, turning on the water to the, the plants, um, those are repeated and, and um, learned well, but we, we see a drop of student engagement when, when those things happen. So what if those labs, and this is like you've stumbled accidentally probably on one of my soapboxes, so I'm going to try to not like go overboard. <laughs> um, but what if we use those labs instead for um, kind of following through with that experiential learning cycle and giving students an opportunity to actively experiment? So instead of Johnny, go water the greenhouse, it's Johnny, here's our water budget, and the, if the least we spend and maximize our profits for the plant sale in the end, I mean, the, the better off we are. So you tell me how much and when we need to water each of these plants, right? Yeah. Do you think the engagement, the cognitive engagement would shift then in those labs? you think you'd see the same things? Or did you, do you know what kind of, whether it was more of those experiential kind of learning activities or if it was more strictly psychomotor development that was going on when you asked the question? Yeah, I, I would uh, assume that that engagement would increase because you're increasing the two other aspects of, of engagement. One is the higher order thinking aspect of it, that uh, I'm asked to think more about this. It becomes more meaningful to me. I'm using problem-solving critical thinking skills. And um, also, I, I start to care about it in a sense that uh, my emotions are tied to it. I'm emotionally invested in this now. It's, more, it's becoming more of a contract, if you will, um, I'm doing this because I'm getting something back out of it um, as an investment. So the, the emotional aspect is, is definitely uh, helping. And that reflection piece, uh, when it comes to experiential learning, that, that definitely increases the student engagement. So while we're on a soapbox, um, soapbox train. <clears throat> I, I kind of handed that to you with experiential learning. I was like, here you go, Marshall, take it over. Oh, <laughs> so the more I've been thinking about experiential learning, the more I think that we have this conception that the schools hold the experiential learning cycle, but I don't, I don't think they do. I think each person, each, each student in a classroom holds a cycle. So there's like a little experiential learning cycle walking, uh, hovering around every kid, and that kid owns the cycle. We don't own the cycle. <clears throat> so our job is to try to convince them to let us not just throw information at them or throw field trips at them or throw labs at them, but, you know, I think engagement is, um, and, and those three types of engagement, I think, describe that. How, how closely can we draw our curriculum to their experiential cycle? So whatever's going on in their life, how can we bring curriculum and that kid closer together? And if we get within their own personal circle, then they're engaged socially, emotionally, and cognitively. So yeah. I wonder in this study, you know, it's really just about, convincing the kiddos that we're this is something that that fits within their paradigm um and i wonder did you see anything or was there anything that 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 could speak to that yeah we didn't really look that closely at um that aspect of it but but just anecdotally and from my experience um i i think it's just being more deliberate with that learning uh, reflection is commonly one of the most forgotten things because sometimes I think it's too touchy-feely for us to, to think about how that feel, um, both from a psychomotor 
standpoint or from a emotional standpoint when, when you're working in the lab um, and the active planning sometimes I think it's gets lost um, and I, I think with, with novice teachers I know I was there like you're in the lab you just want to get through the day because you, you, you're you're sometimes learning those skills just just a couple steps ahead of, of the kids and um, uh, you know that can be difficult but but as a teacher matures I think you can definitely, you know, start thinking about, well, Johnny over here wasn't able to, to make that connection. I'm going to help with that connection right now. Well, and as I look at the research you did and, you know, what it was that led to engagement, it seems to me that if our first step can be getting kids to adopt what we're teaching as something that they is a hobby for them, you know, I look at some of the students that I can anecdotally know were most engaged in my classrooms. There's the ones that came to me with nothing and then found a passion in forestry or, yeah. you know, and they may, they maybe weren't in forestry, but they just, that became something they loved or right. they found identity as a floral designer and they got to where they loved that. It was something they loved. And if we can accomplish that, then I think we've got curriculum to their circle, which your research does show if we can engage them in all three models, we have a much better chance of uh, turning one of our curriculum pieces into their hobby or something of their interest. So I think that's kind of neat to think about that I haven't considered before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the nice thing about our culture, you know, we keep talking about context, but uh, agriculture is unique in that we're talking about the food we eat and the clothes we wear, and there's nothing more personal than that, uh, or, or the environment we live in with, with um, the trees and forestry and wildlife. And, and so uh, if, if we could connect at a more meaningful level, which, you know, again, participation, emotional uh, engagement, and, and higher order thinking skills, we definitely do, can do that through experiential learning, and, and that's where people start becoming passionate about it. I want to talk a little bit more about, you talk about emotional engagement. And, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned touchy-feely, and a lot of us may think that's touchy-feely at first. Because, I mean, behavioral engagement, I kind of, I get that. Cognitive engagement, I get that. I know what that looks like. With, with this emotional engagement, is this a sense that, because, I mean, I'm living this now with my own sons. The ag department at, their high, at his high school, that's where he feels, that's home. I mean, he, that's how his connection. And uh, he knows that not going to school is not an option. But yeah. – going to ag class makes it tolerable to deal with the math and the English and everything else that goes on to do that kind of thing and find finding his place. And so you mentioned going beyond just the achievement scores and achievement tests, this, this role that ag can play in, you know, helping students stay in school and also just overall retention and graduation rates and everything else that goes on. Is that emotional engagement part of that, or is that something else going on that kind of contributes to it, or how does all that play into that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, and I think it's what we do really well, but we don't talk about it a, a lot uh, from a researcher's perspective, but, but ag teachers know this. We're some of the best advisors out there because we develop relationships with the students. And, and so emotional engagement really is uh, this, this mutual respect or, or, um, or just respect in general of uh, a student with fellow students, uh, mutual respect between the student and the teacher, uh, the principal, administration, the school's policies, everything. And so, you, you know, I, and I think a lot of that happens in the after school hours when we're, or on the weekends when we're, you know, going on an FFA uh, trip or, or convention or 
you know, you're sitting in the van for a couple hours on, on that trip, you, you start to develop relationships, um, you, you know, and, and you get to know each other a little bit more and you talk about things and, you know, that, that, that all helps. And I think we do that really well. In, in fact, the overall uh, in the classroom, um, our emotional engagement was higher uh, than the rest of the country overall in agriculture education, and we do that really well. Well, you bring up a good point. You're talking there, you know, um, Marshall's our former principal of the group here. Ag teacher, got to go to your principal and convince them, okay, I'm going, I'm going to be gone for at least three days. I'm taking these kids out of school. I'm doing all this kind of stuff going on. How do we have that conversation with the principal? How can we, how can we coach up our teachers to have that conversation with their principals about, this is why what I do is valuable. Is there, is there anything from this that can kind of help them have that conversation in a very succinct and powerful way to say, this is why what I do is impactful. This is how I'm impacting my kids. Yeah, I, I think that's the value of student engagement. And I'm hoping more people can get on the student engagement bandwagon and, and talk about student engagement. It's, it's, it's highly correlated with academic achievement, but we're not talking about just memorizing the content. Um, it, it goes to the, the emotional connection and, and the participation. And, and so we're just not memorizing things, even if this memorizing of things is procedural and, and very important information. Um, it, it's more of a holistic approach to looking at education and, and that the students who do better on student engagement are more likely to graduate. Um, students who, who, um, who are actively engaged in learning are more likely to go to college. And it's just a it's important to 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 um, just just think about how how do we model good relationships. So I want to just make sure, like we have you on the on the hook. <clears throat> Looking at your article, it shows that FFA and and just uh, correct me if I'm wrong. FFA or ag education. So all these ag teachers out there, um, they are they are helping significantly. Our students are significantly more emotionally and socially engaged, but they are no different in cognitive engagement. So that seems, makes sense to me. I, you know, and I think what we're great at and what we struggle with. Um, and then also there were these elements where in this research ag teachers that are listening, there are specific elements or practices and correlations, or, or you can look directly at how much that impacted engagement. So ag teachers, man, I would really go look at this. Everything from a fundraiser has a correlation to emotional engagement and behavioral engagement. Community service has a behavioral and emotional engagement. A chapter banquet has emotional, cognitive, and behavioral relationships of engagement. Um, but, but I also will say, every time I look at these, a lot of our activities bring about emotional and behavioral engagement, but not cognitive. So yeah. can you speak to that a little? Yeah. Um, I, I think it speaks to a little bit more of this idea that cognitive engagement, uh, we're pretty much in equal terms with the rest of uh, the other disciplines, math, science, English, arts. Um, but we were significantly more engaged emotionally and behaviorally. Um, I, I would just offer that uh, we do some of those things well. And also, this is uh, when, when we published this, we were, and even when we were doing the research, we were, we were thinking to ourselves, this can't be an all exclusive list of things. You know, there's probably some other things that people do that, that even increases 
uh, engagement uh, at higher levels. Um, so, uh, you, you know, I would say we're probably keeping on par with cognitive engagement with the rest of uh, the other disciplines, and we're just doing that much more with behavioral and emotional um, when we look at these correlations. Uh, but I, I think we definitely need to do more research on if there's new techniques in being used in a classroom, different methods uh, of instruction, different types of curriculum. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot to look at just to see, like, what else can can be a way to motivate students to be more engaged in the classroom. Is there one type of engagement that's more correlated with um, student achievement than the others? Like if I'm an ag teacher, because I'm thinking, okay, I want to go to my administrator and say, we need to go on this. We did a ski trip every year. It's like my favorite mm -hmm. event, mm -hmm. right? We need to go on this ski trip because it gets students to be highly emotionally engaged and that will help them in their student achievement. And I see my administrator like eye rolling me. Is there one, you know, is there one type of engagement that's more um, closely linked with student achievement student than the achievement. others? You, you know, sort of behind the data and didn't get as, as much reported in the article because we didn't see a correlation with it. Um, but, but I would say active planning by the members, um, Wearing the FFA jacket was huge. Again, it's sort of more of a contract. You put on that jacket and you're saying, I'm involved, I'm invested, I'm in it, I'm doing it. Um, and, and I think it didn't show up as much in the correlations because we're, we're starting to see less people using the FFA jacket for the contest. So people wear FFA jackets to the meeting sometimes. When you start seeing those actively engaged class, um, actively engaged students, what starts to happen, you start seeing the students wear the FFA jackets in the hallways because um, because they're proud of it uh, that's yeah. the emotional engagement um, and, and so the FFA jack is is huge and, and using parliamentary procedure in your meetings even if it's not perfect parliamentary procedure that's okay if you're making good attempts of saying I you know I, I move to and second and, and you get past the amendment um, what it does it's not so much about the rules it's about the conversation and so students are actively discussing things and, and you, your chapter meetings become less about the advisor just saying okay here's your announcements for the day let's move on it's more about the, the, the students taking ownership of the organization and discussing ideas and, and moving forward so parliamentary procedure even, even though it didn't come out as a correlation I think it's because fewer and fewer people are doing that but as a practice uh, when we were doing a, a technique we call factor analysis uh, which is looking at what is the most closely related to student engagement regardless of what teachers are doing. Um, um, parliamentary procedure in the FFA jacket came out clear over and over and over again. Great stuff. Kurt Friedel from Virginia Tech, thank you so much for being here. You got great stuff. I love that you talked about here. These are things teachers can actually do. Go back and incorporate SAE and FFA into their classrooms make FFA and SA part of the grade for your classrooms. But then one of the key things you talked about was here's something teachers could do. What ends means up they, they're not doing something. They're making the students be active in the planning of the FFA. And I, you know, I go back and I, I still think that's the thing that got me engaged a thousand years ago, whenever I was an FFA was my ag teacher. He just basically made sure we planned everything. We loaded up the dinosaurs and we took off on our own wherever he wanted us to go back at that time frame, and and that's the thing that stuck with us and this idea of student ownership. And I think you started this thing off with something that all of us have to remember: teachers, 
you are the key to this. You're the key to student engagement, what's going on, and all those kind of things. So thank you for reminding us of all this, of doing this important work. And again, teachers, go back, read this, use this when you're having the conversations with your administrators, your school boards, your people in the community about this is why we need ag ed in our schools. So Dr. Friedel, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, players. Thank you very much. Invest in your potential by enrolling in a graduate program designed with you in mind. Complete your Master of Science in Agricultural Education and Communication in just two years while working, all without ever having to step foot on campus. The University of Florida is leading the way with innovative online courses delivered by award-winning faculty. Apply today to find out why it is truly great to be a Florida Gator. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.